Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share Top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' Top 8 Movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his Top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition Top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top eight list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore eight underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome everybody to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. My name is Owen Morgan. I'm sat down with my co-host Jessica Johnson and we talk all about films through the power of top eight lists welcome back everybody we're on the drive to episode 30 you know get another anniversary on the way but we've got many more episodes to come before that um and as you know with our format if you're a regular listener we have you know the best of a year and then we have an actor or actress and then we have a niche a niche niche whatever you want to say it um and today it's a uh director uh niche one so we're looking at ridley scott today so we're looking at his pretty incredible incredible journey so far as a director out there in the movie industry and my god has he done some amazing stuff and we're going to find out today all about it a lot of stuff is the same in a lot of the lists so it's all today about guys where it lands when you vote for your winner it's where it lands so pick out your favorite movies and see where they land on our lists and that's how you'll vote i'm sure so Jess, Ridley Scott, when it comes to directors anyway, because we haven't done that many directors, is it something that you consider when you're watching films or do you just base it on like actors or storylines or does the director thing have a sway for you or not really? I think it has a huge sway for me and probably a a shameful admittance here. Sometimes I don't even really notice, like I don't even think about it. There's other times like if it's somebody who I really loved one of their movies or something, then maybe I'll be like, oh, hey. But I think it is one of those things that kind of goes unnoticed. I focus a lot more on the storyline itself. Maybe like watching the movie. I used to watch the director's commentary of movies. So that was a, a big thing. Like then I would be like, oh, yeah, I know who the director is. And I love that they told me all the backstory of this movie. But that was at that time, maybe as far as my appreciation went. So I'm excited to do lists where we feature directors because I feel like it gives me a lot more appreciation for their work. And then recognizing an individual style of directing is, is pretty exciting. Yeah, I agree with what you said there. And I think for me, it's like the directors you remember, the ones that are very specific. So if they make a very specific brand that you love, that's why you know them. Whereas I think someone, you know, like James Cameron, Ridley Scott, even Spielberg, it's so vast in its theme that really you don't notice it. But if it's Guy Ritchie, you pretty much know what you're getting. You know, you're getting British gangstery stuff mostly. And he's done a few things like Covenant, which wasn't obviously that was um, a little bit different. But generally, he's known for making stylized British type stuff. So that's how you know Guy Ritchie more than Ridley Scott. Isn't that interesting? Because he's not as successful as Ridley Scott, but Ridley just keeps smashing out amazing films and he kind of doesn't get acknowledged in a way, but he does. Very weird. Very, very weird psychology. Anyway, um, let's dive in. So today we're looking at 
IMDb scores first, and then we'll look at mine, we'll look at Jess's, and then our resident film reviewer, Mike, who normally only ever does the best of years, is breaking his streak. And he's actually going to do a more niche episode. So I'm really excited for that. And I think he found it really fun, that going through all the stuff and see what they've done. It's easier to do a year in a way because you bring up the box office and everything and off you go. It's quite interesting. So, Jesse, you'll be doing IMDb scores for us. So, as always, uh, I put all the IMDb scores next to it. If they have exactly the same score, two separate films, it's the film with the most votes that's ahead of the other one. But none of them match. Oh, the top two match. Okay. So it's really important, actually, for one and two today. Really important. As far as housekeeping on this, guys, this goes, guys, because you might care about it or not. <laughs> um, it's this director only. We're not doing producing or anything like that. It's director strict. And it, a whole franchise can go in as one slot as long as it's four movies or less. Awesome. Right. Cool. Oh, to Jess, let's kick off with the IMDb scores for Ridley Scott directed movies. In the eighth spot, The Duelists, 7.4. Number seven spot, Thelma and Louise with a 7.6. In the sixth spot, Black Hawk Down, 7.7. In the fifth spot, American Gangster, 7.8. In the fourth spot, The Martian, 8.0. In the third spot, Blade Runner, 1982, 8.1. In the number two spots, we have Alien, 8.5. And in the number one spot, Gladiator, also 8.5. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, wowzers, eh? What a collection. Um, I think Gladiator was going to be absolute no-brainer. For the typical male-orientated INDB score people, I think it was always number one. 8.5, I mean, fair play. It's pretty impressive. And Alien, you know, we all know it's an absolute, it's like a mainstream cult classic type vibe um, in a way. It's like huge, but also very specific. Um, I'm just going to whiz through it quickly because I know a lot of these are going to come up again. Um, Blade Runner, I put 982 because obviously they, they redid it, didn't they, with Ryan Gosling, so... I want to be clear which one it was. Uh, Martian, Matt Damon, yeah, awesome. Uh, American Gangster, Denzel Washington, uh, great stuff. <laughs> I'm really doing this quickly, aren't I? Black Hawk Down, love that movie. What an ensemble cast that is. Even New McGregor's in it, which I forgot about. So there he is. So that was really cool. Thumb Ruiz, classic, with a little baby boy Braddy Pitt in it, <laughs> which is really fun. And then The Duelist, which I haven't actually seen, so can't share too much on it but yeah what's your thoughts on this um i know a lot of these things are going to show up again but just briefly um do you think could you have predicted this do you think from an imdb audience perspective i'm shocked by a, a few movies that didn't make it higher than imbd score i too have not seen the duelist so that's that's interesting we both haven't seen the same movie but the rest a uh, couple classics in there and uh good good movies all around so yeah i think i think a majority of these will be in someone's list and we can dive in a little bit more when we get to them yeah sure yeah let's do it that way because then it comes from our, our passionate hearts uh so yeah that's the IMDb, imdb it's so hard to say imdb fast isn't it guys that is the imdb scores all right so that's list a I'm still yet to see A ever get a vote. Uh, in, <coughs> it's making me cough, guys. 
I've yet to see A get a vote ever. Um, so if you want to break the mold, then go for it, guys. <laughs> All right. So list B, let's do this. So this is my list, everybody. So I will pitch as I go and then get Jess's opinion. So in eighth place, we have Kingdom of Heaven with a very young, freshly faced Orlando Bloom. And, you know, I'm as straight as it goes. But holy hell, that guy is one attractive man in that movie, isn't he? Wowzers. Um, I'm not like the number one fan of like old school, like historic, like warrior stuff or like 1800 armies, stuff like that. It's not really my usual thing, but I really, really enjoyed that film. So I wanted to try and squeeze it into uh, to number eight. All right. In seventh place, we have Robin Hood. So this is the one with Russell Crowe. So this isn't the one with Taron Egerton and Jamie Foxx that unfortunately absolutely bombed at the box office. Bless it. I kind of want to watch it, see why. Um, this is Russell Crowe one. And um, I was watching the trailer and I was like, wow, this film was amazing. Um, and it had like, it kind of has like Braveheart vibes, if you know what I mean. Like the iconic nature that Braveheart brought to things. I thought it kind of has that about it. Like I really want to watch it again. So yeah, Robin Hood is seventh. Sixth is completely out of nowhere, which is Matchstick Men, which is uh, Nicolas Cage, who is like a con man. And then like his daughter turns up that he didn't really know he had. And the daughter really wants to learn like what it is to be a con man and stuff. And it's like his relationship with his daughter, like he doesn't know how to be a dad. And like, what the hell is he teaching how to be a con artist? It's really good, guys. Really, really good. Um, great cast in there as well. So Matchstick Men. Body of Lies is Leonardo DiCaprio where he's working kind of for the agency um, out there in, in in war-torn areas. Russell Crowe's in it again, um, and is kind of doing dodgy stuff and kind of kind of like is trying to get Leo to join him, but he doesn't really want to, but he kind of has to. It's very good, guys. Go check it out, Body Lies. Got Martian at fourth, so that's Maddie Damon up in up on the planet by himself. Um, there are obviously people back on Earth in the control room, stuff like that, but it's... You know, it had mixed reviews, but I loved it. I thought it was really, really cool, really well paced, really well acted, and very interesting considering it's just one man trying to stay alive on a planet. Third is Gladiator, so a little bit lower than number one. Uh, Russell Crowe again, uh, theme alert. <laughs> and uh, I think everyone agrees this is some iconic stuff. Um, and there reason to get highest because the other two for me needed to be higher. But we'll talk about Gladiator as we go, I think, Jess, because it comes up a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing. And the cast in it, again, absolutely incredible. Whacking Phoenix is really good in it as well. And then in second, we have American Gangster, keeping my love for Denzel themes alive. Um, it's just really cool. It's different, totally different kind of gangster. He's not just some like hardcore scary dude. You know, he's actually a morally value-led individual who is like the original what a gangster should be um, in America. I'm just using the name of the title, but... <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. It's, it's, yeah, it's so classy. Classy. Ah, that's the word. Classy. And then for me, Black Hawk Down. I like my war films anyway, but I thought the ensemble cast was incredible. It's so intense. It's so gritty. It's so heartbreaking. It's all about brotherhood. And it's like, we're going to be in this till the end. And it's just an absolute classic. Um, at the time when war movies were trying to like shift across to be much more hardcore and blockbuster than they were before and this kind of was the kickoff of that in around same private run as well 
which was much more obviously World Warish, so to speak. But yeah, that is my list. So it kind of mixed up some of the other ones, and I've chucked in random stuff like Matchstick Men and Body of Lies just to keep things fresh, guys. Oh, so Jess, what do you think about my list? I I was surprised by a couple of them you had on your list, and I actually I didn't even remember a couple of them until you started talking about them. I was like, oh yeah, I have seen that movie. So nice, uh, nice to to bring those back in that nostalgia. I am a little surprised about the similarities we have but i think you made a good pitch in the beginning where you said hey you're probably going to have a favorite movie and you might have to vote on a list based on where your favorite movie lies so i definitely think that's going to be the case with our lists for sure yes i'm hoping my top spot option compared to your list is going to get me this win today um so all you black hawk down people out there you know what to do but before that when we get back from the break we're going to be checking out jess's list and see where some of these land and she's got some new stuff on here too that we've not yet heard today so i can't wait to hear her pictures for that so when we get back we will dive in And we're back, guys. Um, we are now going to jump into Jess's list. So over to you, Jess. Tell us more and tell us why. Let's see. Is the most epic. All right. In the number eight spot, I chose The Last Duel. I have some mixed feelings about the movie. The story is just like, oh, my goodness. It just goes to show you how how much we've grown as societies and cultures over the years. But I wanted to include this movie specifically for the fact of the directing skills. So in this movie, I think we've talked about it once before maybe, but the movie is filmed in the perspective of three different individuals and how three these three individuals, how they saw each scene play out. So you get like the stories being told and it seems kind of choppy, but you're getting the story from this person's point of view. But as a director, you had to actually think through and record the different angles and the different versions of every scene to match each story that they tell through each character's eyes. So I just really wanted to give props to the fact that that was a, whew, a big task as a director. So still a, um, uh, quite the movie I'll, I'll put that there the the acting's good the the story is just uh, sometimes you see that you just see a movie and the story is just like heartbreaking or just shocking maybe that's more of it anyway enough said there my number seven spot is prometheus so a space sci-fi movie for my sci-fi people out there they go and they travel to this distant moon but then of course what happens <gasps> They're not alone. So very cool vibes and how they recorded it and the technology, how much technology has grown since the movie came out in uh, 2012. So that's also always a cool piece of seeing how they're able to film and include both those. And in my number six spot, I too added in The Martian. I think it's such a good movie there was a time when it came out where a bunch of spacey movies came out and this one just really stuck out to me and my husband when we went to watch them so i think again just 
great movie obviously uh, on a few lists now oh, my number fifth spot we're gonna see what it comes down to this is where i have black hawk down which is also based on a true story if you did not know so some of the footage in the movie is the real actual footage so uh, it's a it's a cool movie great story i uh, I'm, I'm with you on what you said about that, where you said that kind of the start of telling a lot of these war stories, you know, with this and Saving Private Ryan come out, and now we have so many more great stories, especially when they're based on a true story. I just love getting to bring light to real stories. So, really great. But I did have in my number four spot, edging it out, The Gladiator. And ironically, this came up on TV a couple nights ago. So my husband and I had rewatched The Gladiator recently. So that was also cool. I'd already sent in my list, but it made me feel very confident in where I put the list. Uh, also, fun fact, I got to tour the Coliseum. And that's really cool if you haven't done it because then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, I've actually been there. So anyway, side story. And my number three spot, House of Gucci. That's another one of those. The story is just, oh my goodness gracious, but amazing, amazing acting, how they film the story, tell the story. I think job well done. So I really wanted to give it props on this list here. It's the story of Gucci. So if you didn't know that, there you go. But the number two spot, that's where I have Robin Hood. I am a huge Robin Hood fan. I, if I haven't said it before, I am a lover of vigilantes. That's why Batman is my favorite superhero, I guess you could say. I love me some vigilantes. So I think that's why I just, I love the story of Robin Hood. And even though it's told in different ways through the different stories, brilliant. But my number one is Kingdom of Heaven. So there you go. Kingdom of Heaven. Love it. I think it's a great story. There's a lot of historical truths in the story, but the main character, it's some fiction based stuff, but I think it's, it's, such a beautifully told story and I wish it would have ended differently, you know, but I, um, I, I love it and I respect the character and his decisions. So I think it's, I think it's great. That's why it's my number one, even though it's somebody else's number eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we got each other back, you know, I got you Black Hawk Down and you got me with Kingdom of Heaven. So it works out really, really well. And, um, and yeah, I, I just don't remember. Not, I, I don't remember remember enough about it. I think it would have been higher if I rewatched it. That's the problem with this, isn't it? Because we're, we're covering so many films on this podcast, it's literally impossible to go back. We're having to use like nostalgic memory to try and figure out why we like things. But you know, we're trying our best, guys. You know, we both work a lot and have other things. So no, it's just. It's a bit of fun. I'm I'm smashing out five films a week right now. I've got like films on the go, and I'm cooking and. It's like, I'm, guys, I'm like endlessly researching. I love it. But yeah, anyway, to, to your list. Um, Lost Jewel, I need to watch it. Um, just from a filmmaking perspective, that's what I'm really interested in. I just, this is um, Matt Damon, right? Ben Affleck. Is that the right one? What's the one with the horses, with the jousting? There is some horses and jousting. And the, the, so the last duel is the one that has... Um, is it where they're, they're fighting for the woman or something? Oh, well, it, it does have Matt Damon, sorry. But it has um, Adam Driver. So Matt Damon oh, and Adam Driver 
are the two main characters, uh, the main male yeah. characters. And then you have Jodie Comer, who is uh, yes. the third main character. So that's the characters where they yeah 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 no sorry yes i remember the yeah, with the jousting and stuff so um yeah I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it but like you you know it's on my list of 30 films that i need to watch so uh i think like you it's like what do i bump up mm. uh why do i keep getting distracted by fast and furious all the time stop it um but it has to be done uh martian i talked about that already back all down legendary gladiator legendary house of gucci um yeah, that was, as you know, guys, that was kind of like my homework on the anniversary episode 10. I still haven't watched it. Unacceptable. Um, so that's the only bit of homework, though, I've not done because me and Jess have had homework before. We have completed our tasks. So um, I do apologize um, about that. I'll get to it. Uh, Robin Hood, obviously, yeah, we both really enjoyed that. Isn't it funny? Like yours is, yeah, one and two, then mine is seven and eight weird weird to be fair he's made a lot of good films so it's hard to know what order i to be honest finding the eight isn't too difficult for me like i get my solid eight and i'm like cool it's the bloody putting him in order Ooh, how how'd you decide um i know the others say that as well they have like but initially they have 20 and then they have to break it down to and then you've got to put it in order i think if we did a show where it wasn't an order this would be so much easier but that would be so boring so let's not do that <laughs> so yeah thank you jess that's great so if you love that list more than my list then head over and vote for c all right next up we've got mike morgan our resident film reviewer of 30 years my father who is going to share his list again very similar but he has got a freshly you know freshly out there in the world movie at the bottom there so that's going to be quite interesting to share with the world so i've got three little descriptions for for well, three of the films he's going to be description for, so we'll do that afterwards. Just remind me, because sometimes I forget. I'd be really grateful. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, let's do it. We'll dive in first. I'll do it as quickly as I can, and then we'll dive in. So eight is Napoleon. So the first time we've seen that arrive, it's fairly new. I watched the trailer. It looks bloody brilliant. And I know they, they do different like timelines in history, but apparently it's not necessarily in an order. If you didn't know anything about him, it's insanely confusing. So, guys, do Napoleon research before we go in. That'd be reasonable. House of Gucci is seventh. American Gangster is sixth. Black Hawk Down, fifth. So that's the same as Jess. That's cool. Gladiator, fourth. Same as Jess. Also very cool. <laughs> Alien is his third. So that's similar to IMDb, which was second. Hannibal, first time I've seen that today, is second. And then, interestingly enough, Dad, Thelma and Louise, number one. I'm fascinated. I'm going to have to call you and ask you about that. It's a very, very interesting um, choice. I'd be interested to see what about that made it number one, which is really, really cool. Because it's a really good film. So I'm intrigued. At the time, I think it was pretty iconic, wasn't it? So it probably lived in the memory of many people of that generation. So really cool. So yeah, I elaborated a little bit on that. So yeah, Jess, I'll, I'll elaborate afterwards. But what are your thoughts on that one compared to what we've seen so far? I... I haven't seen Napoleon. It's the only one on his list I haven't seen. And I'm I'm glad some of the movies are on his list that weren't on the others. So I'm just I'm not a huge alien fan. Hannibal Hannibal was in uh, in the running for maybe my top eight, but honestly, it's it's a story that gets quoted a lot, uh, but it's not one where I'm like, I'll watch it any day or 
I don't know, maybe it's like secretly I want to haunt because my husband used to say stuff like that all the time. That it puts the lotion on the skin and I'm like, don't say those things to me. So um, I'm glad though that he, he gave some light to those movies. So that's great. I too am surprised with the Thelma and Louise, but I think it's a good classic. So I think maybe he's honoring a classic film that might mean more to his time. So yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what he has to say. And uh what more deep dive he has on some of these movies yeah so i got on a separate file here i've got three descriptions so i picked three films that well we me and my dad picked three at randomly i always ask for the number one spot to be told because i think it's very important um but yeah you know just before i do that it's just interesting you know if you look at the number one for all of us so i'm db's gladiator i got black hawk down you got kingdom of heaven he's got femoroids that's so cool it's rare sometimes that we have four completely different number ones so i'd be interested to see how that sways people because that is a yeah such a fascinating combination of films there very very interesting indeed so let's yeah let's head over i've got the um stuff here so let's have a look where are we ridley scott here we go so i will do i'm gonna do house of gucci hannibal and then Thelma louise so let's see what he says about house of gucci because mostly because i need to watch it so a more recent ridley scott movie in 2021 where we see an outsider from humble beginnings patricia regania played with confidence by singing sensation lady gaga god she's that's such an amazing career already in movies isn't she marry into the fashion house of gucci but her devious ambitions begin to unravel over a period of time spiraling into betrayal decadence revenge and ultimately murder when her husband Mauricio gucci played by adam driver dies fascinatingly true story by all accounts an extremely well directed ridley once more guys that sounds that sounds epic but i already knew that and uh, i have no excuse it's a bit sad it only got 6.8 on IMDb. That's, that's, that seems sad. I don't even see now. I'm already sad about it. So it says everything we need to know. Thanks, Dad. Uh, any thoughts on that, Jess? Does that all sound good as someone that's seen it? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's That that was a great... Your dad always does great descriptions. I'm like, yeah. He should do the descriptions for IMDb. Can he, can he like... Yeah. Let me fix these for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess on yeah Wikipedia, he could do it himself, couldn't he? Can he put it in? As far as, as far as yeah, I can't remember how that works these days, but you used to be able to edit stuff, didn't you, on there? Um, which is quite cool. Right, Hannibal, which was his number two. Let's find out more. This was the final chapter of all four Hannibal books, written by Thomas Harris, starting with Science of the Lambs and introducing the murderous weirdo, Dr. Hannibal Lecter, played with acclaim and many awards for Anthony Hopkins, who in his book is in exile in Florence, Italy, and curator of the museum there, but time is running out for Lecter as FBI agent. Clarence Starlin, played by Julianne Moore, is in hot pursuit to apprehend the major serial killer. Once again, tremendous direction from Ridley and a massive box office success across the world in 2001. Cool. Your thoughts there? <laughs> Even how you said part of that, I was like, ooh, he did it like in a voice. Let me say um and it didn't he do a remake or something of this too um or like a maybe it was like a prequel or something anyway i i like that they, they you know this is a story lover of movies i like that there was a, a story to end <laughs> end the, the craziness so yeah uh good good movie still but i don't well, have you 
could you watch these? Do you enjoy them? Or are they too? No, they're too much. No. I don't anything. Anything that's like just really creepy and like they could kill you. I can watch crime stuff. Like, so there's a murder, and then detectives figure out. I can do that, and that's that's the limit, really. I'm afraid. I don't like to feel creeped out and spooked. Uh, I, my nervous system doesn't like it. I don't know, trauma or something. Who knows? But um, I do think that Blair Witch Project incident when I was in my early teens was a disaster. And I never recovered because I was absolutely freaky. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I like to see who the killer is. I don't like not knowing. Yucky. I need to know. Tell me now. Maybe that's my ADHD. Tell me now. Who is it? <laughs> So uh, that's why I couldn't watch Bird Box, the Sandra Bullock one from last episode, because you don't know what it is. Mm. No, thank you. <laughs> right, so that's it. Thanks for that. And then we've got, in number one spot, obviously, Thelma Louise. Let's find out why, because we're both intrigued. So let's see what it is about it. So a wonderful road trip drama that sees two female friends, Thelma, played by Gina Davis, and Louise Susan Sarandon, escape both their demanding, controlling husbands and start a drive across the States. That goes wrong when Louise kills a man who threatens to rape Thelma, making them try to make it across the border to Mexico, with naturally the police in pursuit. An epic story which is beautifully directed by Ridley and enthralling to watch, and incidentally introduces Brad Pitt into Hollywood into Hollywood world with a cameo role. All right, he's described it well. You know, it kind of makes you want to watch it again. Um, so yeah, really well written. Anyone thought he was an you know, expert in this and won awards? Oh, he did. Okay, that's great. So what are your thoughts there? Again, way better of a description than what you could Google for that movie. I think that's that's great. And it's still it's still a classic and fun. And I think a lot of people use that as a term like, oh, you're just Thelma and Louise out on the run, out on the loose. But uh, a good story. I'm still surprised it's his number one though, but I, I like it. I love that he's given some some light to a good movie. Yeah, me too. And it, it feels, I don't know, it just feels kind of romantic in a way, doesn't it? Like, you know, we're all here like, yeah, guns, action, gladiators, and you know, all this stuff. So hang on a second. There's no beautifully told stories. Well, actually, you know, there's murder. So technically there's still action in it. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's, um, that's what I love about this show. This, uh, you know, in one episode, it feels really heavy in one direction and the next episode, heavy nuller. So I think it works out all well in the end. So there we have it, guys. That is Ridley Scott all wrapped up. You know, we've got many directors to do, but it feels very nice that we cross no one off the list. Um, because we've done Spielberg as well already. So, um, we had to use James Cameron at some point. That'd be really cool. I'd really like to look at some of the female directors too. Some uh, some of the ones out there right now are doing some amazing stuff. So let's give some love to them as well at some point. That'd be really cool. So now head over to our Instagram. So it's just been released if you're listening, of course. So now is your time to go and vote. So go over there and you'll see our posters, our little comic book avatars. And then our lists will be on there as well. So you can double check, make sure you're definitely happy with your vote. And pop in the comments, put A, B, C or D for your favourite list. And let us know... Um, why really i would like to see if it's because our number one spot that'd be really cool to know it's like yeah you got me or like you got me with the martian or you got me with prometheus or robin hood or be really cool to know and then when we do an anniversary episode we can reflect on some of this but you know well it's great and speaking of that our next episode is the anniversary episode this is episode 29 jess so episode 30 is coming up so next week we'll be recording our anniversary so the anniversary is like 
it's cool. It's like a combination of like reflecting on polls, seeing who's winning so far overall for list wins. And also Jess gets to do her decade of film quiz. Um, I can't remember which one we did last time. So we'll do a different decade and then we'll see which one ends up at the end from 100 that are listed. Um, so it's slightly longer and it's just us. Yeah, shooting shit about movies, really. It's really, really fun. Without the intensity of trying to win anything. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but um, yeah, we appreciate all of your, you know, all of your support. When we get to these anniversary episodes, we just want to share, you know, our thanks. Thank you. You know, we just do, we love this. We're just doing it. It's just fun. It's our hobby. So, um, you know, it'd be cool if we could get more out of it, you know, in other ways. But right now, my heart is full enough. So thank you guys for watching thank you jess for being part of all this as always and we'll be back next week for episode 30 the anniversary edition send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media if you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time then why not a top eight from a certain actor actress genre or director you can even make it more niche for example the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire, so join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.